Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a very special and very unique episode of Roadside Warriors. I am Hunter Cates. I'm Pat Cullen. And I am Gary O'Mealy. And you notice that Gary O'Mealy did not say that he's Gary in the back seat because we are not actually in a back seat. We are actually at Gary's kitchen table. No, Pat's car didn't get impounded. What we're actually doing is we are going to be going to Glenpool's annual festival, the Black Gold Days, which is a hop, skip, and a jump away from Gary's pad. So we thought, you know, we'd give you guys some nice, uh, some nice audio to listen to for a change, as opposed to the. Because even though our show is excellent, the content is excellent. Admittedly, I mean, recording a car is a bit challenging. So we hope you we hope you like this different setup. So I, for one, don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> well, actually, I sat. I said that whenever we sat down is. This is slightly uncomfortable because I've sat at a table with you guys and talked at you with you guys at a table, but never recording a podcast. It's just a totally different. I'm used to recording the podcast in a car environment. You well, can't discount how different this is. Well, so for the for our listeners, since we don't currently have the aesthetic of actually recording in the car, we can at least do something that we ordinarily do. Now, obviously, our starting point for all of our trips is uh, Expo Square in Tulsa, so. Uh, Pat, why don't you give the listeners just a little idea of how you got down here since we're actually recording in Glenpool? Well, I took uh, Highway 44 and unfortunately got stuck behind the drive for 45. Yeah. Local person parade thing. I wasn't sure what to make of that because I, I likewise got uh, on I-44, got stuck behind 45. Um and to give you all some context, it was like a wannabe presidential uh, convoy. For some, for some reason, people are showing their support of the president by putting flags on their cars and just driving together. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, it, whatever works for you. I got stuck behind that, and then I, you know, kept driving on the highway, got on 75, and... It, took that, took that it, all the way south Took here. that all the way to Glenpool, and... And here, well, here I am. well, and just so you all know, Glenpool's Black Gold Days is a big deal because this town is bop, and Glenpool is on fire. Never seen this today. many people here on fire today. So we yeah, admittedly, I've only been to Glenpool a handful of times to specifically come to Gary's house. Otherwise, I've never been here. Yeah, so so I can specifically give some context here. So uh, for those that don't know. I'm originally from Altmulgee, Oklahoma, which is about 40 miles south of Tulsa on Highway 75. So Glenpool's roughly halfway in between Altmulgee and Tulsa. And when I commuted to high school back and forth every day for four years, I would always drive through Glenpool. And uh, a couple of days every year, I would always notice that this park off to the side of Highway 75 in Glenpool would always have these carnival rides. And it looked like a really nice time, but it's not something that I ever really took the time to check out. So that's going to be what's kind of nice about today's episode, even though uh, I don't really have an excuse anymore. I, I've lived in Glenpool for almost three years now. I still have not really checked this thing out, so I'm really excited to... It's really clearing a lot of stuff up for you. Yeah, all, we're, the, we're, all the mysteries are being solved. Yeah, we are really uh, checking off. We're really checking items off the bucket list today. Really, this is all that's on my bucket list. <laughs> After today, my bucket list is scratched clean off. Might as well end it, man. Yeah. So to that point, uh, that's a good a segue as any. We've talked a lot about Black Gold Days. I kill myself on the on the, <laughs> on the podcast. Uh, that's a good a segue as any, because we mentioned Black Gold Days, and y'all are probably like, what the hell is Black Gold Days? It's really our two or three listeners in Ireland. 
Um, Black Gold Days is, as we mentioned, in Glenpool, and it celebrates the city's rich oil history because, actually, Glenpool was one, the site of the first oil deposit in uh, what would become the oil capital of the world, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Glenpool is about 15 miles outside, so Glenpool was actually the very first discovery. Does anyone have any other context or flavor to add to that? Uh, no, I, th I think you pretty much got everything there. So Glenpool was the original oil capital of the world. And then as uh, uh, oil companies kind of started to migrate into the area, they kind of took up residence more in the Tulsa area. So Tulsa eventually became the oil capital of the world. Now, one piece of information I will throw in here. Uh, again, I don't mean to always shit on Altmulgee, Oklahoma, but I mean, how can I avoid that? And Take a drink. <laughs> as, as a side note, uh, I do appreciate that for the Woody Guthrie episode that I was not able to join you all on, you all shit on Altmulgee in my place. <laughs> so I, I was very appreciative of that. Okay, but anyway, to my original point, I had, uh, I think, grown up hearing that Altmulgee was at one time the oil capital of the world. But after doing a little bit of internet research, I could not find anything to support that claim. So I just assume this is a case of Altmulgee trying to make itself out to be a bigger deal than it actually is. I think it's just good old-fashioned brainwashing. His little Gary was five years old or something like that. It's and part of their Altmulgee rising plan, right? Make we, people think that it was the oil capital yeah, of the world. Yeah, which has been going on for... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was. It's also... Um, yeah, it's also Sin City. It's also where you, well, you they're just gonna like say it into existence. They're gonna, well, they're gonna keep on taking every city's moniker. So it's gonna be the city of brotherly love. It's gonna be Okmogi, the city that never sleeps. Okmogi, the, the big apple. <laughs> uh, the president lives in Okmogi. So, so all of that's not true. But if you'd like to know more about the history of Glenpool, even in brief. I strongly recommend a book called Oklahoma's Atticus, which is now available on Amazon.com by one Hunter Howe Cates. So pick that up and you'll find out more about Glenpool and other stuff. Not about Okmulgee, though. I had to cut that out. By, by the way, can we just quickly say, if you're going to name a celebration or a festival after something oil-related, how could you miss out on calling it the Texas Tea Party? Because well, it's it's not Texas. Though. Yeah, but, you but, as a you as an o, as an OU fan of all people, I would think that that you would be ashamed of that. Well, I mean, Texas Tea isn't necessarily specific to oil that's found in Texas, right? I mean, it's just oil, right? Speaking of region-specific oil, actually, <laughs> it kind kind of like champagne. <laughs> so otherwise, it's just sparkling wine. So otherwise, it's just sparkling oil. So what you're saying? Given that it is region specific, Texas tea is the Beverly Hillbillies theme song was a lie because it's a black, lie. A black gold Texas tea. But he was actually, as we all know, a poor mountaineer from West Virginia, so it wasn't Texas tea. Um, we're we're unraveling. Really <laughs> we're unraveling a lot of mysteries. What a stupid show! So, um, black yeah, gold days. Oh yeah, well, because Ernest played uh, exactly. Ernest played Chad Clampett, <laughs> and see, we were at, we were worried we weren't gonna have anything to talk about, and somehow we're talking about how Ernest uh, Jim Varney played Chad Clampett. Uh, yeah, good stuff. So Black Gold Days, it's basically a fair, um, live music, bluegrass to gospel. We miss the Lions Club pancake breakfast, which is kind of sad, and then there's rides. To and be honest, though. We're in a pandemic. I don't really want to eat the food that the Lions Club is. Uh, I out here. I don't think I'd want to eat the Lions Club pancake breakfast at any right, occasion. Yeah, I'm no, not. I'm not eighty like, years old. Oh, 
Look, you throw pancakes in front of me, I'll probably eat them. I don't care where they came from. <laughs> Most of the time. We're all making sacrifices. Yeah, I mean, the, you just gotta be safe. We're all making sacrifices these days. So it did have a lot of rides. I was not anticipating rides. Um, will either of you gentlemen be riding any of these rides? I believe on our episode where we went to the uh, Indian Taco Championships, I made very clear I don't trust carnival rides at all and I especially don't am not going to trust them in Glenpool Oklahoma for you know this isn't like Mulgy for God's sake yeah. so if this were like Mulgy then <laughs> I would feel perfectly safe like, you know yeah I, all the carnies probably live there so they're probably <laughs> taking extra care of that but uh, since I since we obviously haven't listened to that episode in a minute did we discuss the carny lifestyle like, know. where do they... Do they just live... Do they travel with the carnival their entire lives? Maybe. Maybe it's like the circus and they have, like, a downtime, like, where they stay in Hugo, Oklahoma, and just live mm-hmm. there in the uh, circus off-season. Yeah. Because that's a real thing, by the way. Right. Well, you, you, you do certainly get the impression that carnies are just kind of traveling circus folk all, all the time if you ever watch uh, Nathan Johnson and the Jerk, because <laughs> he just traveled around with his uh, good carny folk until he decided it was uh, time to hit the road and look for uh, his uh, love. This, uh, yeah, this, so our reference points for everything are the Beverly Hillbillies <laughs> and the Jerk. We're, uh, we're very uneducated men. So, did either of you ever pull the old, I'm going to run away and join the circus? Because I feel like Gary probably did. I feel like Gary said that at least once. I I don't know if it was joining the circus, but I'm sure uh, some idle threat was made at some point. You did run away one time, though. Surely that would be a pretty good upgrade from Oakmulgee, right? (laughs) Yes. So, um, yeah, that's a story and a half. But the, the condensed version of the story is when I was like, I don't know, four or five years old. It couldn't have been much older than that. I had one of those like uh, motorized little cars. I think it was like a it was like a Keebler Elf car that like has a little battery that you charge and then little kids can go drive it around. I, I like just up and like on my own just drove drove it down our hauled street. Ass. I just hauled ass down our street, not Moggy. And my parents were like, well, "Where the fuck is Gary?" <laughs> and and so you were consciously tr- like running away. That was your no, name? no. I just oh, okay. I just decided. I hey, I decided to go for a spin. I was cruising for chicks. Okay, you hear me. I was, well, then, if you're cruising for chicks, then you should have been a storm chaser. <laughs> right. There's so, your throwback. Lady. So, anyway, the end of the story is, like, I guess I came riding down the street, and I had, like, my elbow out the side of the car, and feeling like I was real hot shit, and I got into some big trouble. Like so Tokyo drifting back into the driveway. <laughs> Tokyo drifting in a Keebler Elf car. Uh, he, he actually got arrested. He spent the night in jail. So, um, I'm not a ride guy either. I never really was. Mainly because I'm a big scaredy cat, so there. I mean that plays. Well, yeah, plays you're part scared of because you don't trust the. You're scared that because you, yeah, together. you don't trust you know a rickety aluminum foil mesh together you know ride that travels you know all over the country. I mean that seems reasonable. I would, I would try like I'll trust something a, a stationary theme park before I would a carnival, mm-hmm. just because it's not being taken down and put back together all the time. It's, uh, it's, it's surprising you don't hear about mishaps more often. Speaking of mishaps, uh, so, you know, obviously, God forbid that that actually happens, but, uh, so some of the other things going on. This sounds like a, a real hoot nanny. We've got 
Horseshoe Tournament. I already mentioned the Pancake Breakfast. They have a parade. This just this really sounds like a, an old, old style, you know, like Kansas City or Nebraska um, State Fair or something, like from Wizard of Oz or something like that. Um, Was they, there a State Fair in Wizard of Oz? You know what I mean. Like, you, you know, it's it's just that, kind of that old-timey, or maybe even like the musical Oklahoma. That's what like I, that, that's what I was picturing. The, I didn't know where Wizard of Oz came. It's kind of like in it's kind of like in the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> whenever D- uh, D- Dorothy, Dorothy won her ruby slippers by setting the high score in Papa Shot. Yeah, <laughs> she was throwing those rings over him. My entire reference point is the Beverly Hillbillies. I have an encyclopedic knowledge of the Beverly Hillbillies. Uh, okay, so these are the things I'm excited about. They have frog jump and a turtle race. How how often do you see that? The answer is never. I've never seen it. I am very interested in knowing if the losers of these contests are later served as a meal. By losers, they be. by losers, you mean the the frogs and the turtles, or the people who well, own the you frog probably and have turtle? to do both to make it go long enough to like feed everybody there that mm-hmm. wasn't competing. But yeah, I mean, I think. Frog legs and turtle soup. It makes sense. That would Serve be... these losers up. Just like they need to send the losers of the Kentucky Derby to the glue factory. Have you, um, have you, either of you had frog legs before? I've had both frog legs and turtle soup. Interesting. I, I've, had, I've had frog legs, but not turtle soup. I love the frog legs. Very delicious. Yeah, interesting, because usually I, I consider myself, you know, a fairly eclectic eater, particularly when it comes to, you know, more, you know, rednecky items. <laughs> and yet I've never had either. So, yeah. do now. Get some at, uh... White River Fish Market. That's town. right. Yeah, that is correct. So um, you said you'd never seen a turtle race. I've never seen a turtle race or a frog jump or anything like that. Uh, I'm betting the answer is no, but Gary, have you ever seen a turtle race or a frog jump? I've, I've not ever seen a turtle race or a frog jump, but I do have a good story about a turtle race that I heard about, which I could regale you on if you, yeah, well, if I, you are so inclined. I, li- I almost like this more because it makes it sound like it's mythic. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so uh, this story was told to me by uh, back in my previous life as a research scientist, the guy who was the uh, uh, department chair of our program at the Oklahoma Medical Research Foundation. Uh, apparently, he was at this state fair uh, type environment up in Minnesota, which is where he's from, and they were doing a turtle race. And uh, he actually had a turtle that was participating in the race. Now, he had the idea that he was going to try to stack the odds in his favor. So being from a laboratory environment, he got his hands on some purified adrenaline. Hmm. So what they did is they injected, before the race, they injected the turtle with adrenaline, thinking the idea is that the turtle's performance is going to be super duper enhanced. So if, if you're not aware, adrenaline gets your blood pumping, it gets your heart rate up, it increases your muscle performance. So it's all good, all, all good stuff if you're trying but it to is a, it is a performance-enhancing drug exactly. for a turtle. Yes, exactly. Like very Bond style. Yeah. yeah. So they inject this turtle with the adrenaline. Uh, I'll go ahead and take some bets here. Uh, do you think the turtle won the race? I think it died. Yeah, I think it turned out poorly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pat is absolutely correct. Before the race even began, the turtle died. <laughs> um, I was wish he, it was he a young man when he did this. I I don't know, but I I, I hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't mind me telling this story. I'm hoping the statute of limitations what? is passed on this. What was in it for him if he 
if that turtle won the race. You are asking absolutely the best question you he possibly could. He goes to could. prison. For, <laughs> you're going to jail for a lot. No one screws at the turtle race. They they like, just. If, do you just get your name in the record books? I, like if he went like. He has to have an asterisk to his name. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't drug test the turtle. Yeah, um, that, that, that's an excellent question, but I haven't even gotten to the best part of the story yet. Uh, so uh, the turtle dies, so what do you think uh, the guy in the story does? He, he just runs off and leaves the turtle there. <laughs> okay. Um, so there's just, there's just this dead turtle there, and nobody knows where it came from, and the owner of it's gone. So they probably just think it's a dick who brought a dead turtle, like, as a joke. Okay, well, as long as we're telling turtle stories... Um, I one time worked with a girl who she lived in Arizona um, for a time, and in Arizona there is a type of tortoise that is highly endangered. And this tortoise would come into their backyard and they would feed it lettuce, kind of like you know people do with cats. You know, if, if a cat comes over and you feed a cat. <clears throat> well, anyway, you get this, stuck with cats? Do you get stuck with turtles too? That would be kind of not this one. You'll find out why. Okay. Um, so very endangered tortoise. There's only like a handful. This is awful. Um, the tortoise fell in their pool. <laughs> and this endangered animal, because tortoises don't swim, tortoises yeah. don't, tortoises don't, they're, you know, desert animals. So, because it was an endangered animal, they just buried it. Um, so yeah, so we all have some pretty terrible, do you have a terrible dead turtle story? I don't. Hmm. You're, you are woefully, uh, underprepared I'm about to get mine today. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess you're about to. So... Big, big time preface, we are not endorsing or encouraging the destruction of tortoises and turtles. We are just conveying our experiences uh, in the past. All of them secondhand, because Gary and I have, you know, obviously didn't do it. This We just, you know, got these stories secondhand. Um, so, gentlemen, I'm looking forward to this kind of thing, this Black Gold Days. Do you all have anything else you want to discuss before we go, or do you want to just dive right in? I think we dive right in. I... I have literally read nothing about this, so I'm ready to check it out. I'm also interested in uh, the signs I saw for the citywide garage sale that were next to the uh, event. So we might know, just skip the. We just knows? might just skip black. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, we we might find our, We I'm, might find another black dog yeah, shirt. I you never know. Big dog shirts could be rampant out here, but you know I'm ready to check it out and see what I. Fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm anticipating some grade-A people watching. I'm anticipating some world-class turtle racing and frog jumping, and I've been looking forward to this for a few days. I'm going to get a corn dog. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, I'll be interested to see what the uh, cuisine is like. I, 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 when I uh, went for a run around the park a few days ago, I saw uh, they have like turkey legs, funnel cakes, the sort, all the sorts of things you would expect to see at a fair. So I don't, I don't think any deep-fried food will be out of uh, question. Yeah, we'll Ruth. throw this out there. Turkey legs highly overrated. Uh, I agree. Yeah, I'm inclined I, to agree I, as well. I just want to get that out in ha, the open ha, right now. Have once, have one in your life, and you're good. Yeah, that said, I, I th there's a time and place if that's available, and you know, you know why what? not? But we've got some other shit to talk about. Let. Because the, the few times I've had a turkey leg has been at a renaissance fair. And I think that's the right place to have a turkey leg. Yeah, it's I, more context appropriate. Yes, absolutely. So Lots of... Any any meat product is the, pro, the proper for a uh, renaissance so, fair. So I know we were getting ready to just go ahead and pitch to uh, Black Gold Days. But let's talk about fairs a little bit. We've already talked about st a state fair. That's a different a, an animal of a different stripe. 
How do you all feel about more avant-garde kind of fairs, like a Ren Fair or Pat and I have been to that, uh, that's, uh, what do you call it? The, the, oh, the curiosity. The curiosities yeah. thing. Um, or, for instance, like a Black Gold Days. How do you guys feel about those kind of esoteric fairs? I, I like the more obscure ones. I I don't have high hopes for Black Gold Days because I don't think that it's going to offer me anything that I typically can't get at a normal mm-hmm. Just fair. smaller. Yeah, yeah. And I, I wouldn't really, cons- based on what I know, I wouldn't consider Black Gold Days to be avant-garde or anything like that. It's just going to, I think it's just going to be a really scaled down version of the Tulsa State Fair. I, I, I love avant-garde. I'm like, we're in Glenpool, it's called Black Gold Days, and we go and they're doing interpretive <laughs> dance in leather or something. What the <laughs> hell is, Perfect. what the shit no. is this? I did. I do think it's kind of funny though. Now that I'm thinking about it, I was talking about not wanting to eat the food that the uh, Lions Club was serving, but for some reason I'm like, oh yeah, I'll eat whatever's coming out of this fucking uh, this trolley van. thing in no, this, this fucking car. Um, yeah, well, give it to me. Let's go. We've already discussed your uh, your chili career. By the way, as a side note, I love it that you said in your previous career as a researcher, I wanted to chime in and say instead of his current career as a podcaster. <laughs> I, um, but, uh, Pat, we've already discussed your chili-making career. How do you feel about the chili festival culture? It, somewhat I, separate from the chili cook-off itself. Cultures are interesting. Like, they, uh, people get into it. It's fun. Um, you know, there isn't a whole lot to it. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's not some, like, huge, you know, very specific culture. It's just kind of people that are super into chili hanging out cooking chili and having a good time. What could be better? What could be more American? That's what I do like about these fairs. I think that's one of my key takeaways here, and we'll probably talk about this later. But whether it's the Oddities Fair, or um, Pat and I also went to a gun show, or a a Ren Fair, is there are people who are... Like, this is what they do. Like, this is their weekend hobby, is they travel from city to city and just do this stuff. And I kind of dig it. It's that... Somebody's got to do it. Yeah. I. It's not for me, I don't think. But, you know, I... What if someone mixed a chili cook-off with a Renaissance fair? Beautiful. <laughs> I'm there. To, to, to me, the real attraction of going to kind of a more esoteric, specialized uh, festival or something like that, it's not so much that the festival itself has amenities or attractions that kind of attract you. It's more about people watching and seeing the types of people that actually do go just for that. Very so, true. So if, if you're going to a Renaissance fair, you want to check out all the uh, weirdos and fr- Fruit Loops that are going around in suits of armor and things like that. It's just... it's it's. A I kind of resent the implication there, Gary. But um, <laughs> actually, one time went to a Ren fair and they had a mermaid exhibit because as everyone knows, mermaids existed um, in ancient England. Or not ancient yeah. England, but medieval England. Um, and it was essentially just a person in a Halloween costume sitting in a kiddie pool, and that was yeah, their that was their right. covered covered in like black tarp. So um, hopefully we'll see some mermaids at this event. <laughs> might need might need uh, the addition of some narcotics. I'm shooting for one of those small horses or the big pig, you know, like the ones. You I'm not sure this is that big. I don't think it is, but I can still remain hopeful. Yeah, because that, that's that's the that's another major attractant uh, for. The, the fair is yeah. the sideshow stuff, and I don't think we're going to get any sideshows, which is disappointing. But we will get turtle races, which none of us have firsthand ever experienced. And that 
is worth the price of admission. I sure hope we get to see one because we've been talking it up a whole bunch. Yeah, we've been talking it up a whole bunch. I hope we get to see it and I hope it lives up. Black Gold Days is going to get some real bad reviews from us if we don't. <laughs> yeah, you, we're going to sink this thing. <laughs> but yeah, if we don't get to see one, we might just have to make up that we saw one. Wow, you guys aren't going to believe how awesome that turtle race was. It got so much adrenaline. <laughs> it was a photo finish. <laughs> All right, so we've talked enough. We are we are just chomping at the bit to get here. We're like three turtles high on adrenaline. So we're going to go to Black Gold Days. We might sneak in a few a uh, few sound bites as we're there, but otherwise we will talk to you soon and give you our feedback. Stay tuned. So we may not have enough room in the car to take all of you roadies with us, but that doesn't mean you can't join us on our journey. To follow along on all of our road trip adventures, follow us on Facebook at Roadside Warriors Podcast or on Instagram at Roadside Warriors Pod. Welcome back, roadies. So we just concluded our adventure to Black Gold Days. And before you ask, we're going to start with the bad news. There were no frog jumping or turtle racing competitions. So thankfully the, we didn't find that out the until The reason end. we were given for this is... There were no competitors. No frogs or turtles. To Maybe, and, and I don't follow the Glenpool Chamber of Commerce on Facebook or anything like that, but I feel like had they put the put the word out, I would have been, I would have been inclined to go would, down to the river and find some. I would have been down at the creek trying to find yeah. one of those bad boys to throw <laughs> and, in that competition. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I would definitely be looking for a competitor, and I wouldn't just be taking any turtle. I'll tell you right, that right now, is I would be looking for a top-notch turtle racer. And you um, know, it's, it's especially a shame since we hyped it up so much. Yeah, the pretty much the well, entire episode was just talking about this they, damn thing. They fucking hyped it up right. by putting it on the schedule of events. Yeah, and then not having it. When you have turtle races and frog jumping on anything... You better fucking deliver. I am going to notice that. Everyone is going to key in on yeah, that. And you better follow through. Um, so it doesn't really matter anything we say positive or negative about this thing because there's that giant damper. Thankfully, we didn't find this out until the very end or else we probably would have just turned around and we wouldn't have had an episode, really. Um, but besides that, the absence of frogs and turtles... How did you all feel about Black Gold Days? Pretty standard. I know it was a carnival. Gary? Uh, well, for something like this, I think it's all about managing your expectations. Now, if we had seen something like that in Tulsa proper, I think we probably would have been a bit underwhelmed. But for, for what it is for the city of Glenpool, which is not really that big of a community, I thought it was pretty all right. I, I thought it was just fine. Now, you have uh, known about this basically your entire life. How does it feel to finally, to have finally been to this, knowing and as long as it has you? And will you be going back? Right. Well, I'm not going to blow smoke up anyone's rear end and say it was some kind of watershed moment for <laughs> me, but it, it is good to finally know what this is all about. Now, when I drive by on Highway 75 and I see a Ferris wheel up there and I'm like, what the hell is that for? Now I know what the hell it's for. And as for whether I'm going to come back, Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. It's not anything that I'm going to be, like, specifically looking forward to next year, but... Depends it, on how bad you want a funnel cake or a corn dog. Yeah. Or if we get a turtle. If we get ourselves a turtle com competitor. Yo, we could be the only ones. We'd get all the prizes. <clears throat> Which we kind of already did, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, so as far as what we actually did, um, all three of us had a corn dog. What's our, what's our corn dog rating? 
I'd give it a solid 6 out of 10. Yeah, I was going to go like 6.5, 7. You guys went to a better vendor because my corn dog was just the traditional smooth corn dog, whereas theirs had actual, they're like stalactites. And um, mine also had jalapenos in the batter. So, so did mine. So um, they, by being patient, I was impatient. I immediately got a corn You dog. ordered yours before the thing actually even started. Right. Turns out that this thing didn't start until noon, and I, I ordered mine at 11.57. Yeah, yeah you, you panicked, and there's nothing, there's nothing worse than a panic corn dog. It was a panic. Ordered, ordered the first corn dog that crossed your path instead of waiting for the right corn dog. Um, yeah, there, there's a lesson to be learned there that I, I probably won't learn. Um, besides that, um, I rode a slide. I know we said we were going to do no rides, but there was a slide that was clearly intended for children. And he was I, very brave, though. And I was very brave. It was Guys, it was really high up. Yeah, and we have it all documented, so be looking for that on our social media, at uh, Roadside Warriors Pod on Instagram. Yeah, just to, just so you all believe me, it was it was super intense. I was very brave. I think there and, were three whole humps in it, too. Yeah, I could have hurt myself three times, um, but thankfully I, I'm all right. I'll probably feel it in the morning, though. The, the little kids who were watching you were very impressed. Um, and speaking of impressed, just to add to my badass scale, if that wasn't badass enough, I got myself a sick tat. A sick Tyrannosaurus tat, which um, got it on my right arm. I'm already posted on social media, so check that out. Um, and what else did we do? Basically, just looked at looked at a lot of vendors, and yeah. not not a whole. I I got into a conversation with a plasma sal- uh, salesman who was trying to buy my plasma. <laughs> and it's that, I it think was, it's more of a plasma purchaser at that point. Yeah, right? he 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 was. He's well, suppl- he supply chain. For he, <laughs> he takes my plasma and sells it to somebody else. Um, I know where these plasma centers are because it sounds like a pretty good deal. It's like 60 bucks a pop. And he was going on and on about how it, you can do it two weeks. And so he winds up getting $800 a month. Uh, it wouldn't be $800 a month. But he winds up making quite a bit of money every year um, from just selling plasma two times a week. And I was like, well, okay, fine. I, I, I'm listening. But then the devil's in the details. The only places to donate said plasma are in pretty sketchy areas of town. So that that is not going to happen. What places where you're not just going to be getting your plasma, you're also going to wake up in a bathtub filled with ice and you're going to have a scar yeah. on your back? Places where you're going to also donate a kidney every single time you go. So that's not going to happen. Um, otherwise, yeah, vendors are kind of underwhelming. Just a knife salesman, your typical assortment of I tried to nothings. get Hunter to buy a, uh, a welder sticker to put on his car but he wouldn't do it yeah it was a kiss me i'm a welder kiss me i'm a welder and kiss me i'm a rig man uh yeah well maybe if they had kiss me i'm a turtle competitor i'm a turtle racer kiss kiss me i'm a turtle racer um and then we wound up spending i would say way too much time but you know nothing better to do we spent way too much time competing in a cornhole tournament you Say the word competing. Um, participating. Mean, yeah, participating is much we, more we, we spent way too much time being present at a cornhole tournament where we kind of sort of played. Well, see, so let me uh, set the table here. So Hunter and Pat were a team in this tournament, and I was uh, documenting the whole thing. Uh, so there's good news and bad news. 
The good news is that Hunter and Pat went and took home third place in the tournament, but the bad news is that there were only three teams, and they did not put correction fourth place out, out of four, four teams. teams. Okay, yeah, four. okay, so pardon me. So they did not quite uh, make the medal stand. They came in fourth. So, wait, which is worse, coming fourth out of four teams or coming out of three and three teams? I think fourth out of four is worse because we had to lose to the third place team. Yeah, yeah so we, we lost to the losers. And here's the thing is we didn't just lose to the third place team. We got, we got creamed by the third place team. I don't know what was happening. I feel like we were playing up to our... The first team was really, really good. And I feel like we were nowhere... How do I want to put this? I would say that anytime they had four shots, four onboards, you and I had like two, give or yeah. take, until they just started to break away. Because... Four on boards is two on boards versus four on boards. You're never going to catch up after a few turns. They're going to yeah. go too far ahead. No, it was they were unmatchable. And then the by the time we got to the uh, third place match, my arm was shot. You know, yeah. We've well, gone that's another thing. My arm was shot going in because of this tattoo, this damn tattoo. I mean, it, it's you. You just can't. It, it's it's definitely an impediment. No, no nobody that can question was, your dedication. Yeah, yeah. That baby was airbrushed on quickly like he really rushed that job Mm -hmm. so i bet it you know probably put a little extra force on that airbrush there's that and we don't know that this guy's not in cahoots the airbrush tattoo artist we don't know that he doesn't know these guys and like maybe he was deliberately Mm -hmm. saying that guy's got a gun on him and i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to take him out so they can't compete in the but we probably spent a good hour or at least it to felt be that honest, long. far longer than I would have liked. Yeah, to. It, yeah. It was it was supposed to be just oh let's just do a little cornhole tournament competition, and it kept going on and on and on. It was just very embarrassing. Yeah, the, the matches were going on a lot longer than I really thought they would, and uh, at a certain point, you guys put up valiant efforts against both teams uh, for the first half of it, but then kind of halfway through, I thought, okay, poor Hunter and Pat just need to be put out of their misery. Yeah, this this is well, I was I was begging for it, man. Like <laughs> just. Fucking finish this they would, thing. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to be here any more than you want to lose to me. Yeah. So just get this we, over. Uh, we but. were basically like mice in front of a cat. We were being tortured. Uh, but it's all over now. And because this thing was kind of a... It was free. So I, I don't know what the point of this was. This Cornhill tournament. But as since we were the first ones out of there, we got first dibs on prizes. So ironically, by being the first losers, Pat and I got the best prizes. Yeah. I got a uh, a package of Kit Kats and I got some runs. So great. yeah, and really swell. Meanwhile, the winners in quotation marks are still playing, and, and they're going to be playing like, prizes like a month of CrossFit or a hundred dollars off Christmas light display. Yeah, whatever. Whenever you're in your CrossFit like, class, I'll be sitting there eating my Kit Kat. Yeah, injecting yeah. insulin into myself. <laughs> yes. And to paraphrase our first lady, fuck the Christmas light uh, display. So, um... I don't... I'm not... I'm not playing for that. I want the candy. And we got the candy. Alright, so... Overall, um... What would you guys rate Black Gold Days? Uh, like I was saying, if you're managing your expectations, considering it's a Glenpool thing, I'd give it a a 7.5 out of 10. But if you're talking about just a fair anywhere, it's probably a little bit more mediocre than that. But for Glenpool, I thought it was very... I thought it was nice. I think if you're into rides... Like and are willing to ride those rickety fucking things. If you showed up early, you could get your tickets and you could ride every single one of those rides without waiting in a line once. Which you know that's probably appealing to some people. I don't really care, but 
you know yeah, that but, works for someone. Yeah, if you've uh, got uh, if you've got like ten little munchkins with you, and then you know it's a Saturday and whatever, it's free. Um, yeah. The rides well, and the food is it's but free just to, to get in. Free entry. You have to pay for anything else, but yeah. But if you're just looking to do some for your, you know your little monsters then yeah i mean you could definitely do worse yeah i mean am I, is it something that i would travel out of my way for probably not but if i was buy it would i go again probably not Absolutely no. i i but i also live relatively close to the uh, fairgrounds and when the fair's there i might or might not go like it, if that doesn't appeal to me then something like this really Most definitely. You know, why would it? it the um the big the big draw for this was the frog jumping and the turtle mm-hmm. racing and that was not there as poorly as Pat and I did in in cornhole I feel like our our true sport is turtle racing oh yeah well and I will say uh for as poorly as we did in the cornhole if not for the cornhole my review of this would have been much worse because if I didn't participate in that, then it really would have been a lot of nothing. Right. So what you're saying is the real payoff was the candy. The key, the key takeaway was the candy. All right. So gentlemen, anything else to say about black gold days? No, not, not in particular. I'm uh, glad we finally got to check it out, especially for me, since I've uh, had a little bit more visual exposure to it over the years. So I'm glad I know what it's all about now. And uh, We achieved Gary's childhood dream today. All I ever wanted was to attend Black, and Go- Black Gold Days. Uh, ever since his former career prior to becoming a podcaster. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I think that concludes the newest episode of Roadside Warriors Pod. We talked about a lot today, so tell us what you think about turtle racing, frog jumping, festivals. We want to know at roadsidewarriorspod at gmail.com. And, of course, follow us on social media at roadsidewarriorspod. But the single most important thing you can do is like and subscribe and rate and review our podcast. It actually helps our algorithm so more people can hear this audio excellence that you get to enjoy. Until next time, I am Hunter Cates. I'm Pat Cullinan, and also, if you have any leads on where to find frogs or turtles for the next year, let us know that as well. Yes, give us, get, please give us that information. And I'm Gary O'Mealy. See you later. Have a hoppy day. Yeah, as far as the car goes, parking didn't end up being an issue, but since we didn't get frog hopping, instead we got towed.